This is the Insulon podcast, where I, Owen Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, my insulin sensitivity may be different to somebody else. My sleep pattern may be different to somebody else. My activity level might be different to somebody else. The condition itself doesn't change, but how your body responds to it is what makes the difference. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Insulone podcast, Redefining Diabetes with myself, Owen. I hope you all had a great week. I hope you're having a good week. And I cannot believe that it's episode 20. Graham, can you believe it? 20 episodes, 20 weeks of the Insulone podcast. Where has the time gone? And an interesting time to do it as well. I don't think when we decided to do this podcast that we thought we'd be recording it, the majority of the episodes from our own bedrooms, looking at each other via our phones and recording it on um, some technology via the internet. It's moved very quickly in the 20 weeks, the whole world. Very, very fast, have to say. But Graham, I've been loving it so far. I've been loving sharing my experiences and my love for for diabetes. How was your week? My week has been great. I'll uh, Before we get to yours, I shared it with you, but it'll be interesting for the Insulone Podcast listener to hear. I'm obviously not a diabetic. I'm doing this to learn and to uh, oh, yeah. to, to learn about <laughs> diabetes and uh, to assist in producing the podcast with you, Owen. But I've been now starting to get served ads on Twitter for diabetic implements and things to monitor my blood sugar level. So I don't know, maybe that's the world telling me, do I have a diagnosis coming around the corner? Am I actually a closet diabetic? Maybe I am. Even when we were kind of coming up with the whole idea to start the podcast, I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious <laughs> if, if you eventually got diagnosed or you were slapped in the face with type 1 diabetes? Now, I suppose from my own dark humor, I think that would be absolutely hilarious. And I really hope you do get diagnosed, Graham. Uh, what I would like to be, I'd like to be the most knowledgeable non-diabetic slash doctor uh, in the world. That would be my hope. But if I do, do you know what? I'll have all the knowledge from the Insulone podcast. I'll listen back through all the episodes. But how has your week been? Because I've seen you've uh, had a little bit of a beach getaway I saw on your Instagram. Yeah, beach getaway, to say the least. It was almost like I was in Miami, down <laughs> the sunny southeast of Ireland. I went down to Wexford. I have a small kind of little holiday home down there. It's near the beach, which is lovely. So I went down there for a couple of days and the weather was nice. So I thought, why not get in for a, a dip in the sea? And I did it Saturday and Sunday. And I tell you... It was not warm. No. It wasn't warm. And it's it's so good for you. You feel great after swimming in the sea. Great for the muscles, great for the mind, great for the body. But when you get in there, my God, it's cold. And I always find it fascinating because I I I kind of have the technique of getting down into my swim shorts, pumping myself up, and then just sprinting from the sand straight into the water and diving in. So 
I don't want to make the process any longer than it has to be. So getting straight in is always the best way to do it. But when you get in, you get your head under the water. It's like <gasps> your, your breath is taken away from you because it's so cold. Yeah. And then you get up. And the last thing you want to do is stay in the water. But it's also the best thing to do. And I always find it fascinating how it's so, so cold when you get in. But when you stay under the water, your body so quickly it will adapt so quickly to the temperature of the water. So you'd be sitting or swimming in the water for five, 10 minutes, and then you almost forget that it's cold. I always enjoy watching people's technique at the beach and what type of people are. Are they like you that just run in or are they, are they tepid walking in, maybe holding their lower midriff as, <laughs> as they yeah. add a little bit more of their body into the water bit by bit, prolonging you know, the experience. Exactly, yeah. Everybody has their own formulas. But my dad was telling me that when he was younger, he used to go down to Wexford too with his family and they used to swim on the beach and do whatever they did. But he was telling me that his brother used to do the the exact opposite to what we would do, where he would get into his swim shorts and slowly walk into the water. And he would walk and step after step after step will get deeper and deeper and deeper until he walks up to the depth where the water is up to his neck. I can't imagine anything more com- more uncomfortable than that. That sounds funny. Um, let's talk about this week's topic. I see the three A's. Can you tell me what on earth are the three A's? So the three A's are something that I have been thinking about something that I came up with really over my diabetic years. And it's almost like a way to follow your diabetes management, to keep track of your diabetes management and to make it easier, as easy as it can be. So the three A's are awareness, anticipation and action. Okay. So awareness, anticipation and action. And what made you come to the conclusion that these were the three things that were going to help you out in your diabetic life? I suppose they kind of just came naturally over time. I, I noticed that, as I always say, diabetes is, is a condition where, you know, you're living with it 24 hours a day and you constantly need to be switched on. There are no breaks. You need to always be clued into what you're doing. So I think... That was almost like a three-act structure of diabetes management that I found was definitely helpful to follow. So the first one will always be awareness. Now, what do I mean by awareness? It's being aware of your environment, the food you're eating, the stress you may feel, the exercise that you're doing, being aware of the fact that almost everything and anything will affect your blood sugar. Would it be a case of what you usually say is you live consciously? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of being aware that, okay, I'm a diabetic. I can't have, let's just say, I can't just go to the gym and not just be prepared in my head. I have to be aware that when we go to the gym, you have to prepare that little bit more than I do because I'm not a diabetic, but you are. Absolutely. You need to constantly be aware of the fact that, you know, every day that you live isn't going to be the same. We habitually will act in similar ways and we will do similar things, but 
inevitably our days are going to be different in some way. So always being aware of the fact that I may need to make necessary adjustments to safely live this day and to safely manage my diabetes. That's always the way to do it. So just always being aware of how anything can affect you. I suppose, especially this is with food, because food is a massive part of everyone's day. It's essential to keep us alive, obviously. And food is one of the main factors that affects your blood sugar levels. So you have to be aware of what you're putting into your body and how it affects you. 100%. So the diabetes triangle, which would be the three main factors that are going to influence your blood sugar are food or nutrition, exercise and insulin. So This triangle is something that you always, always need to have on your mind. You need to always be aware of these three things and how personally they will affect your blood sugar. Food may affect me differently to a diabetic down the road. Exercise may affect me differently to a diabetic across the world. So I always say that there's only one type one, but no type one is the same. So what do I mean by that? There's only one type 1 diabetes. It's the same autoimmune disease for everybody. That doesn't change. But what will change is, let's say, our personalized condition. So my insulin sensitivity may be different to somebody else. My sleep pattern may be different to somebody else. My activity level might be different to somebody else. The condition itself doesn't change, but how your body responds to it is what makes the difference. And I suppose the more aware you are, the more you're going to learn about how your diabetes affects you. Would you make a recommendation to maybe take notes, as in take notes on how certain foods affect your blood sugar levels, how certain um, types of exercise affect you? Would you recommend taking notes, physical notes, maybe in your phone as well, and then learn from them and maybe then become second nature? I've actually got a couple of messages recently, I suppose over the last couple of days from people who have just been diagnosed and they've asked me, you know, do I have any tips, any recommendations for a newly diagnosed diabetic? And one of the main tips that I would always offer people is to take notes. Don't kind of go about your day and eat food, take insulin, and that's it. Understand the food you're eating, understand how many carbs are in that food, understand why you're taking a certain amount of insulin and definitely take either a physical note or a mental note of, okay, I ate this bowl of pasta. I took five units of insulin and then take a note of how your blood sugar responds over the next couple hours. There's no point eating food, taking insulin, and then kind of forgetting about it. You need to always take that. Now, you don't have to take a physical note. Obviously, it's better if you do, but you always need to be taking notes in your own head and reminding yourself of how that food has affected me, how this stress has affected me. If I go out for a run, what pattern will I generally see with my blood sugar? So that's awareness. That's the first A. Let's move on to the second A. What's the second A in Own Costello's three A's? Anticipation. Okay. This is my, my favorite one of the three A's. This is, I would say this is the most important one. And 
everything you do throughout your day should be anticipated for. So as I said a few minutes ago, every day you live will be different. We'll always generally follow the same sort of steps, the same routines, but it can vary in terms of the food we eat, the activity we do, how we feel in our head, our hormones, our stress. So anticipating what you're doing for an hour, two hours, three hours is absolutely vital and can completely change your diabetes management. For example, if you were to say to me, Graham, how would you anticipate going out for a night out? How would you anticipate driving the car for 20 minutes? How would you anticipate going for a run? How would you anticipate eating your breakfast? These are all normal things that people do every day, but the planning around them, the anticipation around them will be completely different. So for example, if you have a doctor or nurse that recommends a certain dose of insulin throughout your day, let's say, for example, you take 20 units long lasting insulin and it's recommended that you take one unit per 10 grams carbohydrate fast acting insulin. That's a great place to start. That's obviously evidence and science based and to an extent it's specifically tailored medication for you. That's great, very helpful. Of course you need somewhere to start. But that's always gonna vary. That's always gonna need to be adjusted to your day. So for me personally, if I go out for a 30 minute run, I know that my blood sugar is going to drop. Cardio is always inclined to drop my blood sugar. If I eat a meal beforehand, let's say I eat a bowl of rice beforehand, 50 grams, I usually take five units of insulin. If I know I'm going for a 30 minute run, I'm not going to take that five units of insulin because the run is going to bring me down. So because I'm looking ahead an hour, two hours and see already in, in the future that mm. this, this run is going to bring my blood sugar down. Therefore, I need to adjust and anticipate how my blood sugar is going to be with that insulin. I suppose it's very much linked then to awareness because you have to learn and be aware of your diabetes and how different foods affect it and how different ex exercises affect your blood sugar levels. And then from learning about that, you can then move on to anticipating it in the future. So it's all very much intertwined. Yeah. So like I said, it's, it's almost a three act structure yeah. with your diabetes every day. So it's being aware, anticipating what you're doing. And then the final one is action. So what do I mean by action? This is something that may take more time to kind of get used to or adapt to compared to awareness and anticipation because action is where the good stuff happens. Action is where you are implementing what you learn about your own body, your own diabetes, your own blood sugar. Action is having that personal confidence to know that I spot a trend with my blood sugar. I know that my blood sugar is going to spike with resistance training. I know that my blood sugar drops when I run. I know that I get a spike during the night if I eat too late. So action is the important part. Action is when you can make those necessary adjustments to benefit your diabetes management. Action is saying, 
hmm, maybe I should take two units less insulin before this run because the past five runs I've gone to, my blood sugar's dropped. Hmm, maybe I shouldn't eat too close to bed because I'm seeing my blood sugar spike hugely throughout the night and then I wake up with high blood sugar and it's like I have a hangover. Action is the final part of the three A's where you can be nervous making those sort of adjustments. And I don't recommend making any adjustments if you're not comfortable doing it. Of course, you should speak to a doctor if if you feel you need to change your doses or whatever it is. But it's, I suppose, it's the final piece of the puzzle for you to say, I'm aware of my diabetes. I'm aware of my blood sugar. I know how my body responds to this sort of food. I know how my body responds to this exercise. I've seen my blood sugar go high. I've seen my blood sugar drop. So therefore, it's my responsibility now to make those adjustments, to change a slight bit of my management. Could also be said that with action, you have to make difficult decisions that other people wouldn't necessarily have to make, where you maybe are on a night out and you can't be doing all the different shots and the drinks that everybody else is there is doing. I know you said you never let your diabetes get in the way. And and I don't mean in a sense of that you don't go on the night out and socialize with your friend, but you perhaps don't have the freedom that everybody else does to have the shots, have the beer, have whatever drinks they want. With action is you have to make the big decision to kind of go, do you know what? I have to take a step back from here and make the bigger decision not to be doing that. Yeah, look, the the three A's are a part of that. And again, action is the big one. Action is the important one. And like, it's shit to have diabetes. I know that. I'm fully aware of that. But like you say, if people are out and maybe they're going a bit too heavy on a night out, it's your health at the end of the day. It's your responsibility. You need to look after yourself. You know, there are friends and family that want you to stay safe. Mm. So action is making those mature and important decisions to say, ooh, maybe I should take a step back here. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do too much here. Maybe I, maybe I realize that, look, diabetes is certainly hard and this is a card I didn't want to be dealt. But the reality of it is you were dealt that card and... You need to adjust your life around that, around the hand that you're dealt. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've done the action of sourcing out the podcast and trying to learn about type 1 diabetes. So that's definitely a positive too. Absolutely. There's no better place to to get your (laughs) diabetes information. (laughs) So there we have it, the three A's, awareness, anticipation and action. And of course, I'm, I'm sure it takes a long time to implement those properly. But if you start today, what, what better time to start than today, right now, and try to implement them into your life? It's easy when you're, when you're listening to things about diabetes for it to feel overwhelming or seem overly complicated. It's really like it is complicated, but it's something that you've already lived with for an extended period of time. You know the ins and the outs of diabetes. It's just fine tuning those little changes that you can make and being aware, anticipating and taking that confident action will really, really, really make a difference to your diabetes management. 
We love getting emails here on the Insulone podcast and you can email any questions you have for Owen at theinsulonepodcast at gmail.com. Owen, we have an email from Austria this week from Mel. Mel goes, (laughs) Dear Owen and Graham, I've enjoyed all of the 19 episodes of the Insulone podcast. I want to thank you both well, thank you very much, Mel. I I haven't really done much of the heavy lifting. It's mainly Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll upload it to the podcast site. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mel goes on. I'll start university in fall. She's going to do nursing school. And I'm a little bit nervous because I was diagnosed in September at the age of 19. And now going to university for the very first time with this disease. Uh, I can't even handle it 100%. I will still live in the same city and with my parents. But as you can both imagine, university is going to be very stressful. And now the reason why I've decided to write you an email. I wanted to ask you for a podcast episode about university and diabetes and for recommendations on how to handle stress, for instance. Greetings from Austria. Yours, Mel. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you, Mel. I appreciate you emailing in. And it was almost refreshing to hear that email because... As you all know, I was diagnosed at 19 just as I was going into college. So, Mel, I know how stressful it is. I know how daunting it can be and how how overwhelming the whole the whole situation is. But look, nothing you can't handle, nothing you can't roll with. And I'd say in terms of going to college itself, I would definitely recommend that you let all your lecturers know, maybe even a year ahead know that you are diabetic, you're newly diagnosed, and I suppose just for your own safety, if anything ever did happen or you needed assistance, they would be aware of it and uh, they could look after you. But look, don't be too stressed about it, Mel. It's something, as I say, that you'll definitely be able to deal with. When you're going into college, maybe be aware of the food that you're eating, you could potentially bring in your own food. So, you know, you're not kind of going overboard in terms of your blood sugars rising too high or you're taking too much insulin. You might have a good idea of kind of what you're putting into your body. Always, always ensure that you have all your supplies, anything to treat a low blood sugar, most importantly, and of course your insulin and everything you need to check your blood sugar. And Mel, because you've emailed in and you've specifically mentioned stress, it's actually something that I've mentioned on here a few times and it's it's a massive part of type 1 diabetes. So you've now inspired me to do a full episode on stress. What do you think, Graham? Next episode, 21, we'll do stress. Let's do stress. All thanks to Mel. Yeah, Mel, stress about college. Obviously, there'll be stress about work. There'll be stress being a parent, stress being a teenager. Um, Stress comes in all forms. And as we've spoken about before, stress when you're sick as well, especially with COVID-19. It seems to be a very um, important part of being a diabetic and trying to control your blood sugar levels as you're getting stressed. So I think it'll be a really good episode next week, Owen. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a big one, Graham. Feel it. Stress is as important as insulin food exercise. So looking forward to that one. We can learn how to manage and reduce stress big time. Thank you to Mel. We love getting the emails. We are seeing the other emails that are coming through and we will try and get them in later episodes. And if you feel like you want Owen to answer anything, maybe you picked up something in 
today's episode, you can give us an email at the podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Thanks again. And listen, anybody who is listening or messaging me, I get loads of messages on Instagram. Really, really appreciate the stuff that you say. It means a lot. And yeah, I'm loving that you're enjoying it so far. As usual, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And look after yourself. Look after those blood sugars. And I will chat to you next week.